If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Today's episode is brought to you by Protea Nutrition, Dr. Bradner approved. Protea Nutrition was designed specifically for women and encompasses all fitness and wellness needs without including harsh stimulants or artificial ingredients. And the best part is many of the products can be used in pregnancy and while breastfeeding. What you see on the label is exactly what you get. Nothing hidden, no special mixes, just science-based ingredients at effective doses, keeping your long-term health in mind. To check out Protea and all of their amazing women's health, fertility, and fitness products, check out the link located in today's show notes. Welcome to Hopeful Hints. I'm your host, Dr. Tara Bradner, and today starts our month-long series on endometriosis. This is a very special topic to me because it is my diagnosis. It is something I continue to deal with monthly, sometimes daily. It is something that is not diagnosed enough and goes missed quite often. So I want to encourage you to hit subscribe and stay tuned all month long. Always remember my inbox is always open. If you think you may have endo, or you have any questions after being diagnosed with endo, I'm here to support you, be a support system for you, because it can be a very lonely, confusing road to be on. So find me over on Instagram at Tara B Fertility, or simply message me on my website, terrabfertility.com, and know that I am here for you. So let's begin. What is endometriosis? This is a disease where the endometrial tissue is found outside of the uterine cavity. So it most commonly occurs, obviously, in our lower abdomen, pelvic area, but it really can appear anywhere on the body. This is because it is not confined to that area, and stem cells actually migrate and move all over our body, and it is found that that is how endo travels or migrates. Um, to get really technical, microRNA influences gene expression in other organs, and that is connected to endometriosis as well. So let's break it down just a little bit more. There is endometriosis and adenomyosis. And some of you maybe have heard of this. This might be the first time some of you are hearing this. So adenomyosis happens when the same kind of cells that lie in the uterus grow deep in the muscle wall of the uterus and thickens it. So 
it doesn't actually go past the uterus itself. It's in the muscle. Many may or may not know our uterus is a muscle. And so it's inside, not outside or migrating. It is deep in that muscle wall area. So what causes endometriosis? Unfortunately, this is still unknown. One thought is that during menstruation, there'll be like a reverse menstruation. And other theories feel that the endometrial tissue travels and implants via blood, like we just talked about, or lymphatic channels, kind of like cancer cells spreading. Yikes. We do know that endometriosis can occur as a result of direct transplantation during surgery. And in my case, mine did become worse after I had a C-section. Um, there does appear to be a genetic factor also involved, as it is not uncommon to see this happen within families, such as my case. My mother has it, my sister has it, and we both experience a degree of endometriosis at a different level. Let's take a look at what research says about endometriosis. It has been reported that 50% of women with infertility and up to 70% of women in adolescence who have pelvic pain actually have the diagnosis of endometriosis. Often women are asymptomatic. There's different stages. There's even what's called silent endometriosis. Endometriosis is one of the top three causes of female infertility. And like I said, many are unaware that this is a cause of their infertility. They don't realize they have it or get diagnosed with it until they actually attempt to become pregnant. The Endometriosis Foundation of America states that some women's endometriosis goes untreated and the disease progression allows for endometrial lesions to block the fallopian tubes and inhibit ovulation from functioning appropriately. There are certain people who are at higher risk for endometriosis. Those are women who have never given birth, those who've had early onset of a period before age 11 to 13 years of age, those with shorter menstrual cycles, less than 27 days, those who have heavy menstrual bleeding, those who are taller, such as greater than 68 inches, those who have lower body mass index, exposure to severe physical and or sexual abuse in childhood or adolescence, and those who have a high consumption of Un trans unsaturated fat. We're going to touch more on the signs and symptoms of endometriosis in the next episode where I'm going to dig really deep into those. But why is there pain with this disease? Because there's inflammation and irritation occurring when there is blood touching any of the affected organs. Scar tissue can form from endometriosis and create pain in various locations. How is it diagnosed? So this is a complex question. And once again, there's going to be a whole other episode coming up. But the diagnosis of endometriosis is often delayed because the symptoms are vague. They overlap with many other gynecological and gastrointestinal diseases. And studies have actually demonstrated, are you ready for this? An average of a delay in diagnosing this disease of 7 to 12 years. Pause right there. Let that sink in. It's it's frustrating. It is truly frustrating as a healthcare provider, and it it just simply should be caught earlier. We need to do better to listen to our patients as healthcare providers, and we have to understand that we can make this diagnosis based on symptoms. And there's things that can be put into place really early to help offset some of these symptoms. 
So the golden standard for diagnosing is a biopsy and confirmation by pathologists. However, it's important that a surgeon experienced in identifying endometriosis performs the surgery in order to reduce the possibility of missing the diagnosis. I'm going to repeat that again. It is important for a surgeon who's experienced in identifying endometriosis to perform this surgery. I really help my patients find the right person to be making this, let alone I often refer out, and we're going to talk more about surgeries um, in another episode again where I dive deeper into this, but I just cannot express enough the importance of somebody who sees endometriosis often, weekly, if not daily, being the one to actually diagnose you with that. The best place that I refer patients or where I find specialists that I refer to is on a website called nancysnook.com. It is the best endometriosis website around. So check it out. And once again, if you want to talk more about this, know that my inbox is open. When it comes to treatment, there's a variety of things, and I'm going to dive deeper into this in another episode. But I want to go really deep into these things because I'm really passionate about ensuring you understand what your options are. But common first line is pain control with anti-inflammatory medications like your ibuprofens. I see many people displaced on birth control, and we're going to talk about why that is not the most effective way to treat this at times, especially if you're trying to conceive or in between children. There are some new FDA-approved medications out there that we're going to discuss further, and you especially want to listen to this if you're going through infertility treatment and think or know you have endometriosis. You're going to want to check out the episode where we talk about some of these medications available out there and tests and you should have done. And I'm also going to do an episode on uncommon uh, treatments. These are things such as acupuncture, pelvic floor physical therapy, and other cares that I personally and professionally use and recommend. And then we're going to break down surgery more and the difference between things such as a laparoscopy procedure, ablation, excision surgery. I'm going to explain that all more to you. To close this episode, let's talk about endometriosis and infertility. So endometriosis causes an inflammatory process to occur. In turn, this produces scarring, adhesions, and that can cause fallopian tubes, ovaries to become blocked, not work appropriately, and for your uterine lining to not be receptive, warm, and welcoming for a baby to live there. If it is in your fallopian tubes and ovaries, this is going to prevent sperm and egg from coming together in contact with each other and doing the magic process that they are intended to do. I want to encourage you to take these top five questions with to your appointment and discuss with your healthcare provider. Number one, what treatment is best for me to control my endometriosis symptoms? And if they just want to slap oral birth control on you, message me. Let's have a talk about this. Number two, how will we know if this treatment is working for me? Number three, do I need medications? If so, what are the side effects? Are there any long-term complications of this? Will this actually treat the disease or simply be a Band-Aid? Number four, what lifestyle changes can I make that may help? And number five, will this affect my fertility? If so, how will we treat that? 
Remember to follow along all month long. I'm going to dig into every single thing we talked about more, and we are going to help you navigate or get you the diagnosis of endometriosis if you think you may have it. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed today's show, please head over and hit subscribe or leave a review for Hopeful Hints and Infertility Podcasts. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back here next week, Tuesday. If you enjoy podcasts like this, you should check out our author shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Highway to Health Podcast, hosted by Jeremy Quinby, provides guidance, quality resources, and inspiration for anyone seeking wellness in mind, body, and spirit. There's an episode that you should check out called The Value of Our Emotions, where Jeremy helps listeners understand the role emotions serve and what we can learn about our present state by staying attuned to them. Check out Highway to Health podcast on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.